Hello all and welcome to When We Grow Up, the podcast time machine where we go back and ask the question of our past selves, what do you want to be when you grow up and the journey it took us on? My name is Steve and each conversation I ask the same core questions to my guests and we get into the mindset of our childlike selves and see what took us through that ever-expanding question. At no point do I ask my guests to reveal what they do for a living as I know some people may not want to or simply can't. Unless, of course, they happen to have achieved what they set out to do all those years ago. My guest this time is Fraser Summers, and I know them through the podcasting world, uh, initially through previous guest Mark Adams. And, and yeah, he's got a great uh, podcast with Right in the Childhood, and I know he's appeared on other things as well. But I'll let him introduce himself further. Fraser, thank you for joining me, and tell us more about yourself. Oh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, you honour me and uh, mine and Mark's podcast, Right in the Childhood. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm very glad to be a part of this um, podcast as well. It speaks a lot to like me and Mark so, and what we do over there, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I like to call myself a bit of a Peter Pan in real life, which is why sort of it's very interesting that I'm on this uh, podcast about growing up. Um, basically, what I do for a, a quote-unquote living um, isn't what most adults do so it's very much uh, <laughs> I feel a lot of the times that I'm a kid in an adult body sort of like if you've seen the movie Big um, so most recently I've been a Christmas elf I've been a scare actor I've been Patrick from Spongebob <laughs> Raphael and Mikey from the Ninja Turtles at a Nickelodeon theme park um, and that's what I'm doing currently and <laughs> while <laughs> While we've all been sort of like locked in as well, I've also been um, writing for people like What Culture and comic book resources, just writing all stuff nerdy. And as Steve mentioned, lovely podcast, um, Right in the Childhood, which is one of many works that I've done with Mark. Me and Mark just always seem to find a way of talking about absolute rubbish and some absolute gems as well. Um, <laughs> like to find some balance there <laughs> absolutely well let's get into it then so what did you want to be when you grew up this is so funny because it comes in so many different stages I think my earliest memory was I believe I wanted to be the consistent one is I've always wanted to be spider-man there's been no way <laughs> of hiding that. that's from like primary school secondary school college university till now like always want to be spider-man and in some ways i have been i've i've had some of the same jobs as spider-man i've been a wrestler i've been a journalist i've delivered pizzas uh recently so i do the pizza time thing which is a lot of fun <laughs> um yeah so i think the consistent one's been i wanted to be spider-man but for like we'll say actual jobs um i when i was younger i think like most uh, in the uk i played a lot of football and i dreamed of being a footballer for manchester united i'm literally five minutes away from the ground uh, i'm loving the <laughs> that's, that, that's got to prove it's very touchy when you say uh team you support but i did i like i had trials for united and for city as a young naive child i didn't want to go to the city ones even though i probably should have just gone to any and all um but then I got into like secondary school and I started playing football with people who took it way too intensely and were like, you know, there was arguments afterwards and I was like, oh, this is not the vibe I wanted to go for. Um, and then discovered wrestling and I was like, oh, maybe I want to be a wrestler. And I f it, it, and then um, wrestling sort of had its politics as well. So I've always sort of like, oh, I'm not really like taking my step in the water. Um and then through that, I've got into like performing. Um, 
So like, like I mentioned before, the scare acting, the working at Nickelodeon and sort of like acting jobs. And it made me realize, oh, I like that side more. So yeah, so it's gone from footballer to wrestler to actor. And where we are now is, yeah, I'd probably say actor, presenter sort of thing. Because I did dip my toe in journalism when I was like, right, no, you're a quote unquote adult now. You should probably have set focus and I was like right <laughs> journalism and then when I went into journalism I realized oh this is a bit like I don't like talking about politics 24-7 because it can drive you mental <laughs> um and I sort of turned more to oh I like children's journalism like Newsround was a great source for me like getting me through my university studies um and I only did a year of it but if it wasn't for Newsround oh I don't know where I'd be um so I think the more lean I was like actor, children's TV presenter, like an Anton Beck or a Stephen Mulher, that would be um, ideal. So that's sort of like the journey it's yeah. gone on. Um, no, that's great. So, so like, how old were you when, when like, football kind of entered your life? So um, I think I, I remember the year in the school, but I can't remember the age. So I was in, like, year three, which I well, it was like six or seven maybe or something yeah seven eight nine somewhere in yeah that. that's yeah. yeah that's the one um so that was sort of when i was like oh i want to be like i always looked up to like david beckham cristiano ronaldo especially i used to wear white socks over my football socks because <laughs> he did something he clearly had something much more trendier than that i just had like white socks that he got from primal i can put them over with. It's like yeah just like ronaldo will help with my um step over so i think yeah, that was the youngest. Um, that was like, yeah, I want to say when football was on my brain. Wrestling was probably 14, 15. And again, like, sort of looking back reflect- reflectively, it was, I've always had this thing of, I want a job in something I enjoy, not like, oh, I need a job. And I think that's why journalism didn't work out for me because that was very much like, oh no, this is a job because you know, adults have jobs. Whereas those when I was, when you look back, I feel like when you're younger, you want a job. The, if you're looking for a job, it's because of something you enjoy or something you're interested in. And then when we get older, I feel like we sort of lose that in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense. So if that's something you found doing this yeah, podcast no, as well. That, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you, you, you do start to think with, uh, I mean, for, for me personally, it was my dad kind of being like, you really need to actually just do something now. Like yeah. you know, my dad was intent on me being a bricklayer or, or like a plumber or something like that, <laughs> just, so I, just so I had a proper trade and stuff like this. And yeah, mm-hmm. his, his, his rationale was perfectly logical, but it was like that, but I still had my child head on a little bit and I was like yeah but I don't want to do that I want to do the things I want to do kind of yeah and I bet you're relieved that you it still had that child um head on a bit because a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) definitely because I think I don't yes I agree with my dad yes I would have had a trade and I would have probably had I done the practical things I would have always had a job kind of thing but I probably wouldn't I probably would have been miserable the entire time exactly and I I wouldn't have had the experiences that I've had Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I like. I agree with like. I agree with that sentiment. It's like, yeah, you would have always been had a job, but you wouldn't have always been happy. And out of the two, I know which I'd rather be. I'd always be happy, even if it means like, okay, I might have to stay at home a bit longer, or you know, I don't have this swanky apartment, or 
at least I'm having fun at what I'm doing. And yeah, I've, I've had some interesting stories where I've stayed at quite uh, peculiar places. I've stayed, this is a bit of a tangent, um, fair warning, a lot of these will probably come, just the way my brain works, I think. But I've actually stayed in Airbnbs that were like someone's car and someone's tent. And that was just to be near a job. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so I'm saving money. Um, of course, I was yeah. like, because you know, London is a bit more expensive than Manchester. And <laughs> when I found like, oh, that's really cheap accommodation. Oh, that's why it's a car. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that on Airbnb and just say, yeah, you can stay in my car for twenty quid. Honestly, the car and the tent were the same person as well. It was very awkward when I came back a few weeks later. And I was like, <laughs> oh, same, same deal. Cool. Could have. Uh, <laughs> to save myself a trip and just oh, uh <laughs> so so at what point did like the ideas change so from like the football to the wrestling it's, i mean obviously is it just as you got older or like because you said with the football it was like when people you were around people started taking it a bit more seriously yeah. than you so that was probably high high school so like 11 it was literally like the first practice of school i was like excited because i was like I, you know um I went to a, a school that no one else from our primary school did. So I didn't really know anyone there, but what I did know was, was football. And I'd always had a good experience with the football clubs I'd played for before, like even meeting people at trials, they were always so friendly and there was never that, you know, competitive, like people out to get each other. And same as like primary school, it was always, you know, supportive. And it's sort of that thing of like, you're a big you're a big deal at primary school then secondary there's more kids to deal with and yeah first practice I was like whoa these guys are like not that they were better or worse than anyone I'd like been with but it was their like mentality to football which I just didn't get on with I didn't I, I don't think it helps I went to like an all-boys school so it was very like there's a lot of toxic masculinity there people were very upset like I tackled a few people and they were like so, like just because I won the ball off them they were so angry and I was just like it was like oh yeah but I've played for this and this and it's like you can still be tackled Ronaldo like is a, one of the best players in the world he still gets tackled by like whoever and I was like you just need to chill out and like people like it was borderline like bullying in a way to sort of like for some people to keep their place but yeah there was some out there that like did tackles that just didn't need to be and I was like I'm not getting injured for like you know something I do after school this is not ideal and then fortunately in like year seven I had a drama class and I was like again I didn't know anyone in my class so I was just like sort of stepped aside never done drama before in my life so I don't know what this is um and everyone paired off and I was like I'm always late to everything so I was late to that and I was like oh, I just do something by myself and everyone was like planning this thing. And I was like, well, it's just me. Why don't I just like, I've always been a class clown at primary school and secondary school. I was like, I'll just do something and see if I can make people laugh. And honestly, I think it was supposed to be like a two, three minute thing. I just spent like five, 10 minutes just like, at the class, just like, and the bell rang and that was the only thing that stopped me. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. I kind of like this acting um, stuff. So I did a bit of drama and then that led me to channel flicking when I was 14 and I saw wrestling and I was like great and I've been very fortunate to grow up with the internet where you can just google how do I become a wrestler like wrestling schools and then I found one um and then I went with uh for those that know wrestling uh, Sonna Durson went to my school and we just 
we talked we went uh training and then next thing you know that the sort of wrestling journey went on from there uh so yeah that would have been 14 15 i was like well i guess this is wrestling now and that was a weird world to sort of go into at that age because i feel like it's a lot better now there's a lot of more 14 to 18 year olds but then i was like the youngest person i think the next person was like in their 20s and i was like cool yeah sweet <laughs> yeah because so, so i mean what brought that what brought that to an end was it just like the kind of politics and everything because you got injured as well didn't you yeah so um i broke my arm like part way like this was just as i was debuting on shows uh i broke my arm dude it was it's one of the most annoying injuries because literally the day before i jumped off the top rope and got caught halfway into a flatliner this really cool epic thing that obviously no one saw because it was at training and then the next day i did a headlock takeover and broke my arm and it's always the simple shit exactly the simple shit and the worst part is i wasn't it sounds like like the thingy from clerks but i wasn't even supposed to be there like in the ring <laughs> it was someone else's spot who that we were all just like i don't know showcasing a reversal to someone's moves or whatever so i was like okay well like and I'd already done my spot. And at the time at training, I was sort of like the go-to guy to just sort of like, I think because I was young and I was like, I could take a lot of bumps and I didn't really get hurt. And also I'd, I was always at training and just like, oh, Fraser, like you can come in and help. Um, but someone had hit their rib or something practicing. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I can show the reversal. And then it broke my arm and was like, this is a bit more than a broken hip. Um, but that was, yeah, just as I was getting on shows as well. And then I was like, oh, cool, great. Got this, got this sling. Um, I think as well, there was, the thing with wrestling was there was a lot of negativity there that I'm only sort of seeing now, now that I'm out of it mm. with like my size. Obviously I was a kid at like, when I started, I was 14. When I got on shows, I was 18, but I've never looked my age and at 18, I'd didn't look my age as well and I was net I was told I would ne like constantly never looked like a wrestler and like the like I was always too small despite going from 100 pounds to 150 pounds 100 we'll say 140 pounds no one noticed and it was I was always too small and I was like this is great and then you've seen people who are like out of shape or whatever and it's like oh that's okay because they're an adult or like whatever so there was just like a lot of hypocrisy there um and then had one of my favorite times training was training with Jay Lethal um, from like Ring of Honor and TNA. And he was like, wrestling should be fun. Whenever wrestling is not fun, that's when you should stop. And wrestling had always been fun for me for a long time. And there's memories now that make me want to go back because they were fun, but I know it won't be the same if I did. And like spending a week training with Jay Lethal was a lot of fun. And then literally like a year later, I think it was an anniversary show or something. I was looking at going to uni anyway, because I was like, look, wrestling's, it's it's sending me on this roller coaster. It's giving me ish body dysmorphia. Like I'm not ha like, I'm not mentally well. Whenever I look at myself, I was seeing all sorts of different things. I was looking at myself and thinking I was too skinny. And then I was like, oh no, now I'm too bit. Like it was a whole hot mess. Um, but, and then I was like, but there was that week, I think it was like the 10 year anniversary of Future Shock and I was in two spots and I was like, oh cool, Ultimate Act, I can finally show what I can do. I can springboard and catch on to the thing and I practiced doing it. 
And then I was told by the promoters, like, oh, no, you're going to bring out a ladder. I was well, because I was a huge TNA fan. And I was like, that is legit. The only rule in the Ultimate X is that you can't use yeah. a ladder. And then he was like, oh, no, no, you're going to. I was like, fine, great. And I think I even put a sarcastic remark out when I when I brought the ladder out. And then um, I was in the Rumble as well, which I was happy with. Like, I only got, a, I think, like not even a minute in there, but. It was nice. I got to do a spot with someone who I trained with and who was a close friend with, of mine at the time, Natalie Wilde. And she's gone on to do great stuff as well with wrestling. So, you know, this is just my story. Everyone, other people have had good experiences with it. But yeah, after that, I was sort of like, okay, this is my clean break. Um, that's probably should have used a better word than break. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then I sort of seen a way of it. I have come back to it uh, every now and then, but I always see it as a bow in my performing arrow so it's like i can do acting i can do performing wrestling has just now become a part of that performance thing so it's less no wrestling is the thing i've got to do and it's like no it's one of many things i can do it's like Stephen amell's a good example like he'll do wrestling sometimes but then he'll be the arrow another i'm like okay that is something i could do more um and then yeah like really enjoyed performing and then realized the part of wrestling I liked was the performing side I was always characters like I was a wannabe Justin Bieber I was a wannabe um Logan Paul yeah Logan Paul and Jake Paul like vlogger (laughs) and I was like I just enjoyed entertaining an audience it didn't matter what I was doing yeah I could do all these like fancy tricks but they weren't getting the same reactions as me like I think my favorite reaction I ever got was this crowd was like they were dead lively through the entrances and then they just went quiet. And this was a student show and I felt really bad for it because um, I wasn't part of the student school. I was just, you know, there to try and help out. And I was like, I feel really bad for this person and making a debut and the crowd's quiet. And I was like, and then I just made a comment. I was like, you guys are deader than Vine. And then it all, ch- like, it, <laughs> it all changed. And then like, that was one of my favorite things. And I was like, that's literally a line. That's like, that's not, something i've done that's not like i don't know a reverse run or something that is a line that and i was like yeah i know performing's the way to go so is that kind of maybe why you fell out with journalism because you couldn't be in that kind of that mind space yeah that's a very good observation actually because i anyone who knows me i'm not a suit wearer i wear a lot of like hoodies shorts like very chill like the closest i get is like a, a t someone that what people think is smart casual is like oh no that's very smart like that's very <laughs> smart for me and i think yeah that's why journalism didn't really go for me because i didn't see myself as like the suit sort of like clark kent i didn't see myself as suited all up you know double um breasted jacket and all that and interviewing nigel farage or god forbid boris johnson or <laughs> someone like that i was like I would much rather uh, interview Basil Brush. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit more quirky. And I did get an amazing opportunity to be on um, local t- uh, local TV network, KMTV, and they did like um, news programs. And I got to go on as like a presenter. And again, I wore my smart casual black jeans and a, a shirt. And for me, I looked very smart compared to the presenter, not so much. But, you know, it's supposed to be like the young, um, yeah, the young presenter who's, you know telling you what's trending on twitter or what's in the newspapers and like that was fun and i was like okay i like this side and again it was 
presenting but also performing in a way it's like what you brought to those stories was sort of what made it like I got a lot of um compliments from the other um from like the presenters who've been there for years and it's just like it doesn't feel like you're reading something off a script it feels like we're having a conversation and you're having a conversation with me and the audience and I was like I guess I've just always liked chatting and talking and probably why I like podcasts so much (laughs) and definitely and yeah just that thing have you ever heard of a, of a, a subreddit that's called explain it to me like i'm five? Oh, i love that yes that strikes me as something you would be absolutely amazing at <laughs> oh thank you I might have to <laughs> get, get it pitched get it pitched to the that's TV what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've you've i mean you've you've tried a lot of avenues to be fair and but all <laughs> all roads have kind of led down a similar path but in the best way possible so i mean like yeah. Yeah, I mean, say you're like a, a costume performer at like Nickelodeon theme mm-hmm. park, things like that. So, I mean, is that what you want to carry on doing or, or do you still know what you want to be when you grow up, if there is such a thing? That's the thing. Like, I think the biggest thing is, again, it goes back to the Peter Pan complex. I don't really want to grow up. I don't I'll, I'll, like at the moment I'm doing so many like temporary jobs. Like I've not even mentioned the summer camp that I've worked the past like four, supposed to be five years from. And that's been like my summers there is they call me Peter Pan there. That's part of where I came from. These campers saw me and went, you look like Peter Pan. And I was like, okay, I can roll with that. And then it became a thing at university as well. I even, another side note, uh, for one of the first exams we had at university to sort of make everyone feel a bit easy, I dressed up as Peter Pan in a ridiculously oversized costume I got from Amazon. But, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's, my end goal, if there is to be like a big end goal, is to be a children's TV presenter. But I feel like there's so many jobs on the way to that that I want to do. Like I've I've said it in this podcast. I'd love to be Spider-Man, Peter Pan, both or either at a Disney something, whether it's a theme park, a cruise, Disney on ice. Um, I can ice skate a little bit. I'm hoping to learn a bit more before I go to an audition and say, yes, I could do this um, seven days a week for how many months and not get injured on the first night Um, because I picture that would not be ideal. Um, So, yeah, there's stuff like that. There's there's countries I still want to go to and work to, like Australia um, is a big one for me and New Zealand as well, Um, especially just seeing, like, Again, not to get political, but like just seeing how, especially New Zealand, their leadership just deals with anything. I'm like, your country just seems so nice and I just <laughs> love to be there. Um, so I think, again, it's one of those things of all the stuff we've talked about has led me on a journey and I want to keep that journey going. And if there has to be, has to be an end date. If someone's like, okay, no, there's one that's going to be the concrete, like this is what you do for a good while. It would be children's um, TV presenting. Which um which nearly happened if it wasn't for COVID. I was uh, signed up for a BBC like trainee scheme, and I was like, oh, this is very good because it's the BBC. They do see BBs, um, and it was going very well. And then of course, you know, March twenty twenty happened, and yeah. everything got delayed. Um, yeah. but that had been that's been a bit of a blessing in disguise because I don't think the BBC would have been happy for me going. I'm all right. Take a few months off so I can go be a fan or go to Australia or do this. So I think I'm going to prioritize them and then be like, okay, now I'm ready to 
settle down and get the job and maybe grow up (laughs) (laughs) awesome so with all that being said then what would you tell your younger self about when they grow up or when they kind of evolve a bit more i think in your case (laughs) that's a good one i'd say i'd definitely say to him like like again i'd have to go to different versions of myself (laughs) and oh it's gonna be a long time it'd be like captain america taking all the stones back um in endgame i'd be like right this is at this point at this point but i'd say um just just relax don't worry like you are going to meet a lot of people who know what they want to do and that's that's what they've wanted to do for ages or like they've got this big passion project but they're not you like everyone's their own unique person and just relax you'll you'll find it um you'll find it constantly not realize until one day it all clicks in and go oh it's this is what i've been told all along and you are you are so right for doing stuff you want to enjoy that's what you should be like focus on being happy um and not what makes you a lot of money because money can't buy happiness is what the saying says and for most people that's true for some people you know people can buy happiness they find a way of doing it and you know to each their own uh but yeah i'd i'd probably say that and also don't worry about what other people think and that's for like everything really there were so many times where like i didn't want people to know that i liked wrestling an obscure one is i didn't want people to know i liked Yu-Gi-Oh either despite having Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> underwear it was not it was i don't know what like there'd be a pe lesson and i'd be like oh no put my Yu-Gi-Oh underwear on today and i just be like trying to hide it with like a ju- school jumper and i was just like this is like thinking back i was just like that's so weird and also it was so obvious that you liked Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm pretty sure like you had the deck of cards like filled out of your bag so many times and you'd play it with <laughs> other people but not like people do talk it was yeah very weird. <laughs> but yeah not not worrying what other people think as well because i don't know i think I think we're all a bit victim of that sometimes. We're just like concerned about what other people think. And, you know, sometimes that can lead us to go in, oh, I need to find a job job. Um, or that can influence what we do um, in all aspects of life. And don't need it as long as you're happy and you're not, and you're not, you know, harming anyone. Um, it's, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's spot on advice, to be honest, mate. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that at all. So I want to thank Fraser so much for joining me and for for this conversation, for his time. And please feel free to plug anything and everything other, uh, you want, be it personal, professional, or other causes and personal investments. Over to you. Um, I think I should plug uh, Right in the Childhood. It's uh, the podcast that me and Mark Adams do. It's amazing, especially if, if you've enjoyed anything I've said um, about like nostalgia, childhood, my tangents i get more tangible in that when i start talking about tv shows from my childhood um so i'm borderline millennial gen x mark is the other end he's borderline gen x uh, millennial and basically the format of the podcast is um every two weeks one of us will pick a show from our childhood the other one most of the time has never heard of him i've never heard of someone marked and some of the titles and the way he describes them do deeply disturb me. I'm a bit like, oh, <laughs> wait, what's that going to be? And he has no clue what mine are. And it does puzzle my brain. But, you know, different generations. And we just talk about it. And it's been great because audiences, are, some are like from Mark's generation, some are from mine, some are like somewhere in the middle. Like, And it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm trying to think if there's 
anything else. Just plug the podcast um because otherwise Mark would tell me off. <laughs> That's perfect, mate. Yeah. And to all you lovely folks listening, you can find us on Twitter at When We Grow Pod. Uh, join me next time as I step into the time machine with another guest and find out what they want to be when we grow up. Mm-hmm.